Welcome to The Exchange. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Greetings, everybody. As I've mentioned before, every Monday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, we are going to be dropping a new interview on a particular topic with a new guest. I am thrilled about all of these people that I have lined up for the next couple of weeks and there are some really great topics and conversations that we are going to have but I've also decided that during the week that I am going to share some things that are personal about my own life and my own struggles that I know is going to help some people and I I really want to share that because I believe that there are things that other people are also struggling with, especially as a Christian, as a born-again apostolic, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost person that has a relationship with God. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is PTSD, a post-traumatic stress disorder. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because yesterday I had a an interesting encounter. And when I say encounter, I mean just an experience that happens to most people. But to me, it was a little bit traumatic. I went to the doctor's office and got some blood drawn, something very routine that my doctor had asked me to do. And for most people, getting their blood drawn is really not a big deal. But for me, it is a big deal. And there were several vials that were taken out. But one of the reasons why it has been so difficult or was difficult for me in particular is because I have had many uh, moments where I've had procedures done in the hospital um, with needles and IVs and the memory of that brings everything back. So my mind often mistaken just getting, seeing a needle, even the mention of a needle can make me want to panic and can make me want to cry. And getting my blood drawn brings all of the terrible memories that happened to me as a child. Now, as I mentioned in my previous podcast, I was in a car accident when I was three years old. There were several medical procedures that I went to and went through. And some of the ones that I do remember in particular, when I was six and seven years old, I did have hip surgery. And I remember when I was six years old, the uh, phlebotomist came in and tried to put an IV in my arm and she was unsuccessful on both arms. And that was particularly painful for a child, but she, or my surgery ended up being canceled, which was awful because that was a waste. And then a couple of days later, they came back in. Luckily the second time around, it wasn't as terrible. They, I think got it on the second or third try. So I was lucky that that happened, but when I was 14 years old, there's also another moment that I do remember. I was very sick. I had an infection because of my scoliosis. I had a decubitus ulcer and I almost died. I couldn't eat or drink for three days. I thought I had a stomach bug, mistaken it for a stomach bug when I actually had a terrible infection. And by the time I got to the doctor, because I hadn't eaten anything and didn't have anything in my system, my body was closing down. It was literally shutting down. I was dying. And had I not gotten, my mother had not taken me to the hospital that night, I would have been dead the next morning. But because I was so dehydrated, the doctors had to put an IV in, but my veins were hiding. Usually I have pretty good veins, but they were hiding because of my dehydration And they literally had to knock, hit my veins with their fist 
to get the veins to come out so that they could put something in me so that I could get fluid in me so that I would not die. And they could put in something in me to help the infection. So that, as you can imagine, was extremely painful. And even as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm getting a little bit queasy because that was a difficult moment for me and is very painful moment. And so when I think about needles and I'm there, that is the moment that I associate with. Also, when I was 21 years old, I did have three surgeries and one of the surgeries, uh, well, actually all three of them, I did have IVs in both arms, but in that particular one, I do remember that I had one in my neck on my right side of my neck. And for many years after, even to this day, it's been over 20 years since that surgery happened in July of 2001. So it's been 21 years, but when somebody starts talking about needles or talk, talking about blood, um, my response was even without thinking unconsciously, I would just automatically put my right hand over my neck and it just an unconscious response to anything because there was kind of this phantom pain or this pain that I would feel that would be associated with my the pain in my neck. So I wanted to just talk about a couple of different things, um, PTSD. So what is PTSD? And so many of you know about it, you've heard about it, but the Mayo Clinic describes PTSD as a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experienced it or witnessed it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. So some other sorts of things um, that you might know, post-traumatic stress disorder is a disorder which comes from witnessing trauma or experiencing a life-altering event that affects emotional response that interferes with daily activities. Um, also, another fact is a mental health condition that normally affects, this is something that affects around 8% of the United States population. It's also estimated that there are around 10% of women and 5% of men who will experience post-traumatic stress disorder at one point in their life. And it's also important to note that not all individuals who experience trauma develop PTSD. And it's possible that various predispositions such as genetics, lack of a proper support system, personality, and childhood trauma are factors are to be considered to contribute to the diagnosis. So there's some people that are more susceptible to suffering from PTSD. If there isn't a proper support system or if they've had trauma in the past, they're just more susceptible to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. So the official diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder can be considered once more than 30 days have elapsed since the traumatic event. Um, veterans, and this is what we kind of think about, is that veterans are the ones that have PTSD. And But, you know, it, it happens to people that have experienced all kinds of trauma, who have experienced a rape or assault, or and one of the things that we don't think about is medical trauma. So going back to veterans, veterans who develop PTSD after military combat 
combat comprised of 13 to 31% of the United States population and comes with high level risk of suicide, psychological problems, and the inability to keep a steady job. So there's people that come back from overseas. Uh, this is where we hear a lot of people that commit suicide because the post-traumatic stress disorder is so overwhelming for them. Um, like I mentioned, physical assault comprises the third highest percentage of the PTSD population after military veterans with sexual assault cons consisting of 12% and physical assault 8%. So there goes the sexual assault and the physical assault. Um, so symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, intrusive memories, avoidance, negative changes in thinking and mood, changes in physical and emotional reaction. So, you know, those intrusive memories, sometimes it's just something that you smell, something that you hear, um, just something that um, a sound can automatically just make you react in such a way. Um, I'm thinking so many times about there was this microwave that we had that even after the food was cooked, it would beep. But then if you didn't go and turn the microwave off or get your food out, it would continue beeping. And that sound, re sound reminded me of an IV. It reminded me of um, the heart monitors at the doctor's office. And there was also a, a faucet that dripped. And if you didn't turn it the right way, it didn't stop dripping. And I, every time I would hear that, I would have to go running to the microwave to make sure that it turned off. I had to make sure that that sink was turned off. And that was basically because that was a memory that it brought to me every time I would hear that noise. So causes, according to the Mayo Clinic 2022, this is information that I'm citing, um, causes stressful experiences, in, experiences, including the amount and severity of trauma you've gone through in your life, inherited mental health risks, such as family history or anxiety and depression, inherited features of your own personality, often called your temperament, and the way your brain regulates the chemicals and hormones your brain releases in response to stress. So those are some of the causes why. Just, there are many risk factors, as we mentioned. If you've experienced trauma before, then it's likely that it can happen again. And I wanted to mention to you that one of the things that has been very stressful to me is thinking that if I'm having these feelings and these thoughts and these reoccurring memories every time I see a needle or hear a certain sound, that it must be my fault, that it must be something that I'm not doing right, that I must not be praying enough, that I must not be loving God. But what I've learned in this journey is that those things couldn't be further from the truth that sometimes we suffer from things and they are no fault of our own. And sometimes God heals us and delivers us and he takes things away. And sometimes he doesn't. I was thinking about the thorn in Paul's side in Corinthians and how he prayed three times for God to take away the thorn in his side, but God did not take it away. And so there are some things that on this side of heaven that we are never going to be delivered from. It isn't until we get to the other side that we are going to completely be made whole. And so sometimes some mental health issues, some things God delivers us from, but other things we're just going to have to struggle with. And although my post-traumatic stress disorder has gotten better, 
and it has over the years time has has helped but there are still some things that I may have to live with for the rest of my life luckily going to getting my blood drawn brings back some memories but it isn't so overwhelming and no one really knows if I don't tell anybody no one's actually going to know if my mother or friends are there when I'm getting blood drawn I've also often told them just talk to me and distract me and yesterday when I went I grabbed my phone and um as she was taking six vials of blood, I was looking for my Instagram and watching these ASMR crushing videos, sub crushing videos, floral foam. If you haven't seen those, either you like them or you don't like them, but those often help me when I'm feeling about of anxiety. So I wanted to mention that to you. Um, and I wanted you to understand that as Christians, as people that love God, that things like this happen and we just have to be caring and we have to be understanding and we have to love people and know that God loves them. And there is nothing to be ashamed of when we're talking about trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder or depression or anxiety or any of these things. It's better to talk about them than to not talk about them, ignore them and act like they do not exist. So if you are living with post-traumatic stress disorder, if that's due to trauma, assault, if that is due to military trauma, um, know that you are not alone, that the Lord knows that he sees, he loves you, he understands, and that he is willing to be there with you. So I just wanted to share this with you today, and I hope it, it is a blessing and helps everybody. So God bless you all. I'll see you later. You're listening to The Exchange.